Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. New morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. Got a couple great debates that are percolating right now. So on Wednesdays, we do something called the Great Debate Series. This week, we're doing the greatest short athlete of all time, <laughs> or the greatest undersized athlete of all time. It's funny the way we say it. Great debate. <laughs> Who's the best short athlete of all time? But it, it's tough. It's silly, but then you get your head sort of going through time. Is it short? because you play a sport where you're not allowed to be short like the NBA or is it just short because you're a tiny person <laughs> or, or something you had to overcome yeah. right so it's based on Altuve being amazing and, and Altuve is my pick greatest short athlete I mean there are other short baseball players I know uh like Joe Morgan like Yogi Berra these are also great uh you know um entries and and great ones I just think Altuve He's five six. He's so small and yet has so much power. And I mean, I'm assuming it's natural. I know that he's got an asterisk a little bit because of the garbage can scandal, the garbage uh, banging scandal. But he's still been so good even after that. Yeah, he's got a funny career in the sense that he's going to have all time postseason records. Yeah. I don't know if has he already set them. I saw he was chasing. Manny Ramirez for most home runs of all time in postseason. But the postseason is so different in baseball. So how do you count that? There's so many more postseason games than when Yogi Berra played. Right. And generally the postseason when you're not good in the postseason is not held against you if you have regular season numbers to get you in the hall. But does this take him into the all-time player list? Because I think if you think of Jose Altuve, you think of the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, Just getting his post-27 postseason career home runs. Is it either tied with Manny or right behind him? And, And then Bernie Williams from the Yankees, of course, played a million playoff games, so it's hard to say. Perloff, you decide to go in a different direction for your greatest yeah, short so athlete ever. Barry Sanders, just because he's Barry Sanders. He's just so amazing, and I can't believe you didn't put him on, because every time we're at the Super Bowl, nobody lights up seeing Maggie Gray like Barry Sanders lights oh. up. He loves <laughs> Maggie, and he was so spectacular, and he was so short. This little guy would run into a pile, and you're like, oh, that's a three-yard loss. Then he'd pop out and run for 80 yards. It was the best visual in the history of the NFL. Listen, it's a it's a mutual admiration society for me and Barry. Yeah. Believe me, a lot more admiration going my way towards him than his towards me. But the reason why I picked Altuve and not Barry is that Barry's a running back where it's okay to be short. Like, it's okay to be 5'8", 5'9", 5'10". In some ways, it's an advantage for you because you're so low to the ground, you're so hard to get on the ground. I don't think Altuve is in any way at an advantage by being short. 
and yet he's still a gold glove defensive player and has power. Uh, EJ just went to go get the breakfast order. He said Nate Robinson, although I think you and I would put Muggsy Bogues and Spud yeah. Webb, guys a little bit shorter and a little bit better careers. Yeah, exactly. I think that, I mean, EJ's not here. That's partly because Nate Robinson did some time with the Knicks. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think we're learning more and more about EJ. But I was surprised that Nate Robinson won three dunk contests. That is impressive for a short guy. Listen, he definitely belongs on this list. Okay, hold hold on, though, because Muggsy Bogues won the... Uh, no, Spud, Spud Webb, pardon me. Spud yeah. Webb won the dunk contest. That's when guys still wanted to do the dunk contest. It, totally. Like, Nate Robinson also was doing the dunk contest because that's a great... That's a great spot for Nate Robinson to get a little shine. Guys don't want to do the dunk contest anymore. Carlos went to the world of soccer. Yeah, I went with Diego Maradona. Yeah, who you know so much about. Oh, yeah, I'm such a big soccer aficionado <laughs> as it is, but he was 5'5". Five, five. I'm like, that enough did it for me. And uh, Lionel Messi, 5'7", but probably would top this list because he's the greatest of all time any short. But with soccer, there isn't that visual... Lionel Messi, I know he's short, but he doesn't look tiny compared to the other players. Not, neither did Maradona. I was surprised he was 5'5". Five, five. I think when you're playing with taller guys, you stand out more. That's true. So basketball, really where you stand out. Uh, let's go to the phones. By the way, you're welcome to weigh in. We've gotten some great contributions from the chat. A little Doug Flutie, a little uh, Wes Welker, David Eckstein. Let's go to Jason is in Youngstown, Ohio. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. How about Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, you know, we've had a couple boxers. Floyd is 5'8", uh, but welterweight. Um, Manny Pacquiao, someone called in before and said Pacquiao, who was also undersized. Manny fought in so many different weight classes. Yeah, you're right. The only thing about Floyd is he's never going to fight someone huge. Right? Yeah, that'd be weird. And if that guy was huge, he'd be so skinny. Right. Jason, thank you so much for the for the phone call. But yes, Floyd definitely was a smaller boxer and he was also a counterpuncher because a lot of, in a lot of parts because of his size. Yeah, uh, I saw Roberto Duran was also 5657. Five, he didn't look it though. That's the thing these guys Pacquiao fights somebody, you don't notice that he's considerably shorter. At least I don't. Yeah, I guess with some guys it's the reach, you know, it can really be at a at a disadvantage. Um Right, but, you know, we're talking about you see it and you know it. Earl Boinkins or Muggsy Bogues steps on the basketball court. You're like, oh, my God, that's the shortest guy I've ever seen. I don't never did that with Mayweather. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So let us know uh, if we missed anybody. Who who do we not who do we not get to yet? The other great debate that's going on today is uh, a little more directly tied to the news, and that is the ever-evolving scandal that is happening at the University of Michigan in terms of the sign stealing. There's video evidence now, this is the latest, video evidence that Connor Stallions, the staffer who worked for Michigan, who was going on the road ahead of time to scout opponents, which is a no-no, was also taking video of them, another no-no. There's video of him on the sideline, like five feet away from Jim Harbaugh. Like, looking in, like, kind of craning his neck to see what Ohio State does at one point, And then, was Ohio State? Yeah, and then feeding it back to the team. And then yeah. the team points all in the air, yeah. which means a pass play is coming. Not a lot of subtlety in that video <laughs> clip. They weren't sneaking around. And part, I, I think either they thought they weren't going to get caught or... I, I wonder, too, if there's an understanding in college football that your signs are uh, fair play. So... I think the biggest question now is not like the severity of the crime because you're getting different people coming out saying, listen, you can know the signs. You still have to stop the play. 
whatever. Now it's just about to me, what did Harbaugh know? When did he know it? Was he lying last week when he put out a statement that said he had no knowledge of this? Because the paper trail is getting pretty lengthy here in terms of the amount of tickets that this guy was purchasing and the amount of games he was going to. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh had to have known. So would he get punished for lying about it? It just When you say... What did he know? When did he know it? That sounds like a, such a serious allegation that we usually have for political stories. Yes. I mean, it just seems <laughs> out of place with how minor this infraction is to me. This feels like a no big deal because sign sealing isn't even illegal. Yes, advanced scouting is, but that rule wasn't even set up to stop this. Uh, I think EJ pointed out earlier, you can find these signs if you do some hard work on camera. It's all out there. This right. is not like this is not like the the allegations that the Patriots were tapping the communications of the stadium. (laughs) This is not that nefarious to me because I watch college football and I see the signs. I don't have to buy a ticket. I see them hold up a board with, you know, Pat Sajak's head there. And that's a, (laughs) that's a call. So it's not top secret. Yeah. I guess, you know, the phrase toothpaste out of the tube, you know, that cliche of the genie out of the bottle. I think that's what's going on with this scandal a bit too, which is, okay, maybe you don't think this is the reason why all of a sudden Michigan had this resurgence three years ago when the sign-stealing thing allegedly started. Okay, maybe you want to dismiss that, poo-poo it. The facts are there. They did. They have gotten much better over the last three years, but that could be a lot of factors. Well, it definitely was a lot of factors. Okay, but now, like, the scandal's out there, and you already had the coach deny any uh, knowledge of it. What are we going to find out subsequently that's going to make Jim Harbaugh and Michigan look bad? Because I think that's coming. Now, I don't know, but I think that's coming because I think it's hard for him to say, I didn't know. And even if he lie detector test, hand to God, did not know, you can always come back with, well, you should have known because you're the kingdom in, you're the king in this fiefdom here. Like college coaches. Ha- are expected right. to know what's going on in the Right, program. but I think that's reserved for bad behavior. I think we say should have known when you didn't realize that something untoward was happening like in the locker hazing room. hazing scandal. Yeah, like the hazing scandal or even worse. There are a lot of, you know, I yeah, think Penn that State. was, yeah. and Baylor, I think about. Yeah. Art Bryles says he was not directly linked to a lot of things that happened there. And, you know, there's probably no excuse in those situations. You should have known about this. He, I think he did know. I have no problem admitting that. But again, I, I'm uh, willing to overlook all that. I just cannot raise this to the level of a serious, serious rule breaking that's going to cost them a title or get an asterisk or keep them out of the Big Ten title game. This is way too minor of an infraction because not everybody's going to follow all the rules. There's cheating all over the place. There's some level of cheating, and not all cheating is the same. You can't just say just because you cheated, it all doesn't count. I think the timing of this is very interesting because if this guy, Connor Stallions, has been going to all these games for three years, somebody had to be tipped off, right? Like long before this. Now, the NCAA is investigating, and that's how the reporters get the leak. But is there a coincidence that Michigan might be the best team in college football and now this is coming out to make them look bad? Do you think that there was an agenda, not by the NCAA, Mm. Is there something to the timing here? Like, if Michigan wasn't doing as well, nobody would care about this. The fact that they could be the best team in the country and have their best shot at a national title in years. Well, wh- why not last year, though? Yeah, no, they were gr- They were very good team last year. They were last number t- two last year as I well. Know. They're number two now. I don't know. It feels like maybe, uh, d- so maybe they just needed more more. Have you guys seen it? There was a... There's a Tennessee message board that had the whole thing last year oh. because apparently, did you read the story that they were scouting Tennessee? Just in case. 
Yeah, they were scouting all the, which made me think, oh my gosh, they actually thought Tennessee was going to get to the Final Four. They were scouting all their Final Four opponents. This is right after the Alabama game. Yeah, before Hennon Hooker got hurt. I just thought that was funny. What an honor to Tennessee. that they, <laughs> they, they they had Connor Stallions in the crowd. I think if you're a college football program, and they were going way out of the out of the Big Ten. So I, I agree with you. I think everyone knows this. Of course, there's a lot of stories now that everyone knew about Clemson, and people had publicly complained about Clemson doing this. I, I just think that it's just much like Spygate. Spygate, he did break a rule, right? But every team is doing some version of looking at the other signs. Like, you have to. I want my team, if there's a guy in the sideline giving signs and it's a run play, yeah, you got to work on figuring that out. You should stay within the rules, but I'm not going to take away a season because of this. Well, you might not take away a season, but there could be an asterisk on it. What's interesting about Spygate, the only reason why we knew about that is because one of Belichick's former coaches turned on him. Right, and Connor Stallion's a former Marine. He's never going to turn on Jim Harbaugh. You're not going to break that dude. You think the NCAA can can bring him into a room and get <laughs> no. any information out of him? <laughs> Connor Stallion's? No, no way. That guy's a vault. Can you see Mark Emmert trying to interview Connor Stallion? <laughs> it's not uh, Mark Emmert anymore. I don't uh, know. I don't remember who the guy is. Mar- what is Mark Emmert doing? Probably on a beach somewhere, counting all his money that he fleeced. Another, another, another stick-up man. <laughs> no, yeah, him and Max Scherzer, they should all, they should be buddies. <laughs> they vacation together. Um, will there be and should there be some kind of asterisks here on the Michigan season? Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. And of course, the great debate question today, which we do on Wednesdays. Mark your calendars. The greatest short athletes of all time. Greatest undersized athletes of all time. Uh, you're welcome to weigh in. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. You got to thank okay. O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Coming back, we've got Jerry Jones, his comments on what the Dallas Cowboys are going to do at the trade deadline. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we're back here on Maggie and Perloff. The debate today, greatest short athlete of all time, started out with Jose Altuve, a big home run. Definitely in the conversation. We're getting a lot on social media. You can find us at Maggie and Pearl. Uh, A lot of people are going to Barry Sanders like I did, Mm -hmm. getting a lot of Simone Biles, a lot of Spud and Muggsy Bogues. People are disappointed in you, Maggie, for not going former Buffalo Bills quarterback Doug Flutie. How could you not put him in there? Well, he's 5'10". That is small. But at the time, time, there were no short quarterbacks. That's true. And Flutie holds a lot of those records of of, uh, just 
for short quarterbacks. And that came up a lot with Bryce Young being in the draft process this year. But so here's the thing about Simone Biles. Yeah, Simone, Simone Biles is like four foot eight or something. But being a short gymnast isn't a detriment. It could be a help. You're flying through the air. You can't be big. So I can't put her on the list. Jose Altuve is overcoming his height to be a great player. Right, like Muggs yeah. and Bogues and Spud Webbs, they're all, well, they're overcoming their height to be great. There is an advantage advantage of being a short baseball player. You have a small strike zone. He's compact. Like Jose Altuve, I don't know that it's overcoming. It feels like it's kind of a a solid little format he's got going there. <laughs> what he's about just so much power. He's a Gold Glover defensively. Well, yeah, you have but no all, range of motion. Again, all second basemen are short. Yeah. Somebody sent me Freddie Patek. Now I vaguely remember he's an incredibly short second base. Joe Morgan, 5'7 at second base. Yep. That's where you stick the short kid at second base. And you stick the slow kid at right field. And I know that because I was that kid. <laughs> Let's get to our Cowboy Quickie. Check in on Jerry Jones. All right, Jerry was on 105.3 The Fan, of course. And he was... Asked about trade opportunities at the trade deadline, he said, hold on, you're going to have to call us. Uh, it'll have to come our way. I don't want to preclude it in any way, uh, but uh, but it always does. Uh, you uh, have uh, a lot of machinations that you're working with every day. I do. and uh, But uh, the initiation of an opportunity to make a trade at this time that would help us principally has to start over on the other end wait there are two words there i'm confused (laughs) the machinations and what was that second word that was three syllables (laughs) i don't know the officiation what okay the initiation i believe oh initiation Initiation, yes basically what's the the short of it is if you want to make a trade with the Cowboys, you got to call us. We're not out there working the phones. We're not out there trying to scour everybody's roster to get better. Um, I guess you say that to keep peace in your locker room. Whatever, I, that's I don't insane. Know. I mean, Cowboys fans are furious because right across the division, Eagles GM Howie Roseman is on the phone as we speak, trying to make another trade. He is the trading king of the NFL now, and the other great team for years. The Patriots made a lot of trades. Good teams make trades. I don't know why Jerry is laying back. The Cowboys are a really good team, but clearly they could use some help in different areas. Well, definitely. I mean, even though Bland has done a good job, you lost Trey Diggs the well, whole season. It's going to be hard. Everybody wants a quarterback. Everyone wants a quarterback. So, but the, listen, if the Cowboys are looking at maybe DeAndre Hopkins to add another target for Dak Prescott, I thought I was thinking Derrick Henry because they've had some red zone oh, issues true. with running back. They miss Ezekiel Elliott there. I think they'd have to pay too much for Derrick Henry. The funny thing about Jerry Jones is he talks a big game. He doesn't really make flashy moves, right? Like, he didn't draft Johnny. We said he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel. He never did that. He often takes a smart, sort of gets a lot of interior alignment in the draft. He's not really that flashy move guy that we think he is. I always just assume that they throw the real Jerry Jones, like, into a closet on draft day. And whoever we're seeing (laughs) is some kind of fake, like, I don't know, must be some kind of CGI. Yeah, he's really, he keeps his... Keeps his coaches for way too long. He's actually incredibly cautious when we I, think of him as this wheeler dealer. I looked up because I wanted. I was curious about Dallas Cowboy trade deadline moves, and one of the ones they've done in recent memory I had to go back. I want to say it was like 06. Remember Roy Williams, the wide receiver from the 
uh, Detroit Lions. They gave him a first and a third, I think, for him, and that turned out terribly. What, that what was, was that? That, that must have been 18 years ago. I think it was like 2006. Wait, was yeah. Amari Cooper not a trade deadline acquisition? Was that an offseason season? I thought that was offseason. I think that was offseason. It, might, it must have been offseason. I think it, I think it was offseason. And by the way, that is the worst move in ten years. I know there's no, been bad for him. No, getting losing Amari Cooper. Well, losing, but remember they traded a first round pick. Yeah, they for traded him for, from oh, the right, Raiders. Right. Oh, Raiders. Yeah. yeah, but letting him go has affected everything the Cowboys have done. And I think Amari Cooper's kind of wasting in Cleveland, who can't throw the ball. I think he's a really good player. Couldn't they use an Amari Cooper? Give me Amari Cooper on Dallas. Can you? It'd be a completely different team. That's your Cowboy quickie for today. We got to get into later of the week, by the way. I know you're dying to know if the Bills are out there working the phones. You want your team to be working the phones, right? They better be. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, I have nothing to threaten them with. Like, uh, you better trade for someone or else. Like, I don't know. How about just Vaughn Miller? Can he play? I don't know. Now, Amari Cooper was in season. That was an in season. Two, that two was Dallas in with yeah. Oakland, yeah. right. Two but Dallas, right. when they when he went to Cleveland, was that, that was an offseason? That was, that was offseason, right. But yeah. do you remember at the end with Amari Cooper, it was weird with Jason Garrett. Like, he was not on the field for, like, crucial third downs. Yeah, they downs. didn't use him well in that season. They brought him in. It was weird. Uh, okay. Again, if you want to weigh in on our great debate series, greatest short athlete ever, greatest undersized athlete, 855-212-4CBS. We get some headlines this morning with Andrew Bogish. And just in case you're only waking up right now. Jinx is complete. <laughs> we, we did it. We were led to believe the Phillies were invincible <laughs> at the bank, but then the D-backs pulled off the ultimate highest-taking games six and seven of the NLCS. They scored twice in the fifth last night to take the lead for good. Rookie Brandon Fott caged seven over four, then five relievers allowed just one hit and two walks over five. Paul Seawald notching save number six for a 4-2 W. Corbin Carroll on catching the final out or a tip for your love life. Better squeeze it. The Phillies <laughs> didn't lose at home in these playoffs until these last two games. I can't believe Bryce Harper let Perloff down. We weren't able to close the door. Um, you know, we had a commanding lead in that series and um, you know, tossed some games in Arizona and then you know, these two, you know, last two days, um, they outplayed us and um, especially at home, that's, that's, that's a tough feeling. Now, some of you might have heard that our beloved Christopher Mad Dog Russo actually <laughs> believed in these Phillies, unlike my friend to the right. Doggy so confident, he promised to retire from radio immediately if the D-backs did what they just did, winning these last two games to take the series. And those Diamondbacks heard him. Mad Dog! Mad Dog! Mad Dog! <laughs> That is from their clubhouse last night. Now, let's mm. be clear. I'm sure, or I would venture to guess, absolutely none of those players know him from Mike and the Mad Dog. They know him from MLB Network. Correct. Okay. Or even yes. first take. Or, or first, first take, take right. Yeah. Yes. Russo's kept himself relevant. There's no chance those guys were listening to WFAN. They're all too young. He's true. more relevant now because of first take than yeah. I seem to remember 10 years ago nationally. I don't yeah, think people true. knew who he was. By the way, did you guys see the? You have to verify this. The latest story that he negotiated a deal about continuing his career. He said he was going to retire from radio if the Diamondbacks won, right? Yeah. That Howard Stern and him just negotiated a deal on air. Bogus, you got to check this. <laughs> I 
He I don't know if this is true. on Howard this morning. That's what I saw on Twitter. I don't Howard's know if it's true. Howard's still doing radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're both the serious, right? Yeah, so, but I thought Howard's doing like twice a month. We got to verify this before I put it out there, but there might be a very funny punishment uh, that they negotiated down. Because we knew he wasn't going to retire from radio. When a guy says that, there's no way that's true. Also, this, this dude, it's like oxygen. <laughs> like, we like doing this and love doing this for a living. He needs to do it. Okay, I, I'm just going to tell you guys. He's supposed to walk around the city in underwear with a sign saying, I am a, and I can't say what the word is. <laughs> is wow. it something? Starts with a D. I don't know if it's a curse word. I mean, Howard Stern is definitely not, but for us. Is it, it a body part? No, no. Uh, oh, is it, uh, does it rhyme with smoosh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you say that. I think you could say it. Oh, uh, well. No, you wanna, I, I'm not going to test it. I, I, I don't think so. Um, um, so here, I, this is a deep dive into <laughs> WFAN, CBS Sports Radio, Odyssey, Entercom, whatever we've been called. Yeah. Our former boss, Mark Chernoff, yeah. had a rule about that. That word is often connected to, a, to the yes. word bag. Yes. And his rule was... You can say one or the other, <laughs> but you can't say them together. <laughs> Somehow that was Listen, logical in his that's brain. leadership. Right? That, that's that's someone who's at the wheel. <laughs> Not letting this thing crash oh. into an iceberg. But Okay. Back to me. Why would you say the second word alone? That doesn't make any sense. Because uh, it, it, I think did the got, letter and then okay, bad. the letter and oh, yeah. okay, got it. I think also to the way you delivered it, people knew what you meant if you just called somebody a bag. They got <laughs> they got the gist of that. Oh, statement. okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I've never called anyone that. Well, you're a nice guy. You are a nice guy. Hey, you're a bag. That would be like <laughs> people like what? <laughs> well, again, these were his rules. Use the letter. Yeah. yeah. Use the letter. <laughs> uh, game one of the World Series BTW with the Rangers at their ballpark on Friday night. Uh, there are worse ways to start a new NBA season. Booker gets open again, doesn't shoot it. Scoops the ball to Okogi left block, gets it back. Booker, another open three on the way. That one's good. Devin Booker, over 30 for the second time in a season opening game. He joins Charles Barkley as the only Suns to do that more than once in their career. 196, Suns up four. That's from Suns Radio, Devin Booker, 32. Eight assists and a 108-104 win on the Warriors' floor. Kevin Durant scoring 18 in his first game in the Bay Area since leaving the Dubs after the 2019 Finals. The NBA's opening night beginning with the Nuggets raising their championship banner, then downing the Lakers 119-107 behind the latest Nikola Jokic triple-double, 29 points, 13 boards, and 11 assists. Wait, didn't the Lakers say this was personal because uh, oh, yeah. the Nuggets talked some smack after they uh, swept them? And there were the fans last night chanted, who's your daddy at ah. the end of the game, which is what Mike Malone had yes. said. <laughs> oh, at the parade. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel said Will Levis and Malik Willis would play Sunday against the Falcons if Ryan Tannehill and his high ankle sprain were out. This morning, reports say Levis would get the start if necessary. Broncos safety Kareem Jackson's four-game suspension cut to two on appeal. And Cardinals tight end Zach Ertz is on IR with a quad strain. Army football only reportedly joining Navy in the American Athletic Conference next season. Previous reports about this possible move, it said the Army-Navy game would remain a non-conference affair in the same spot on the calendar. We had every hockey team in action last night. The Golden Knights scored in the final minute to beat the Flyers 3-2. They are 7-0, and the best start ever for a cup champ. Ryan Hartman, three goals, two assists in Minnesota's 7-4 win over the Oilers. And Jack Hughes, four assists in the Devils' 5-2 win 
in Montreal, I can't tell you the amount of TV and radio calls that I've gone through oh. in three and a half hours. Oh. And all I got was bring on the funnel cakes. Oh, which <laughs> you was know great. What? We'll take it. We'll take it. But the NHL let us down last night. Great night for the league. All these games, fun games, individual efforts, but nobody got naughty on radio or TV. Shame on them. Man, is our new segment, Sexually Suggestive Hockey Highlights, going to end as I just, quickly yeah. as it started? Grand opening, grand closing. Yeah. <laughs> it just might not be a daily segment. Maybe bi-weekly. Maybe, I, listen, more funnel cakes. I'll yeah. just take that. Bring on the funnel cake is I great. Mean, if it involves actual funnel cake, even better. If we, I mean, to be honest, if we put the poll up, what would you rather have, a funnel cake or sex? I bet it's close to 50. Yeah, yeah. It depends, depends how old you are. Yeah. Wait, let me ask about... Uh, isn't there something salmon related for the Kraken? I don't. I still don't get the connection. There is no connection. Yeah. That's the connection. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, Andrew Bogish, thank you so much for those headlines. Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Well, today's shot of the day, a little snapshot of the show, comes from earlier when we all celebrated... Perloff's Phillies going down. Guys, we did it. Excuse-making friend yes. never saw it coming. We were <laughs> jinxing his Phillies the entire time. <laughs> so let me ask you guys, are you guys feeling real joy about this? Uh, yes. I feel like relief. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. It worked also. See, this is what happens when you get a certain number of us Mets fans in one room. We can really just vibe. We can bad vibe our way into anything. Mm -hmm. Like, we just put all the stink on you. Yeah. And then first ever game seven in the history of the franchise yeah. taking a big L. <laughs> Disappointed in you guys. You're journalists. You should be above this. <laughs> We're Please. not. <laughs> uh, another thing that I realize about our show, we're not the best dancers. No. Now, granted, we're in our. I'm in a chair. Yeah. We're so we look like a bad wedding. <laughs> you guys are lucky. I wasn't dancing. I'll bring that meme down even worse. Uh, <laughs> that's that was a YouTube Twitch only uh, delight. You guys made me work for it too. Because you see, I, I was trying to reverse jinx or reverse jinx by talking about how bad the Phillies were every day. <laughs> Honestly, I, I was sweating after every I time Bogus walked last in. week the whole time about that. Yeah, Carlos, you knew what I was trying to do, but I couldn't. You guys were too powerful. It was four jinxers against one jinxer. I had no chance. No, you're not going to stand a chance. 855-212. Thank you, Bogus. 855-212-4227. Okay, so keep it coming on the Great Debate Series, which is greatest short athletes of all time, greatest undersized athletes. Uh, we will get to you. We promise. Coming up next. One of the unanswerable questions about the NFL gets answered. We'll do that in a minute. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We're getting into our great debate series for today, which is the greatest short athletes of all time, the greatest undersized athletes of all time. I went with Jose Altuve, Perloff. I went with the great Barry Sanders. EJ went with Nate Robinson. He's on the phone. I'll do that for him. Uh, Carlos. Diego Maradona. We've gotten a lot of great calls and a lot of great tweets, people writing in. Uh, Lionel Messi seems to be the one that's kind of yeah. standing up above everybody else. There's a lot of Simone Biles, too. That's true. But again, you have to be short to do gymnastics. Yeah. You can't be tall. Like, 
if you're five foot one, they're, you're kicking you out of the sport. I think that Messi and Simone Biles have this goat thing going that helps them. That's By the way, there's funny. one caller I'm dying to get to. Tom in Harrisburg, he's speaking my language. Let's do this. Tom, good morning. How you doing? Okay. <clears throat> what do you have for us? Can I have two or just one? Two if you make it quick. Okay, yeah. Fran Talkington, 5'10", quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, 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 Nolan Smith, super flea, super nat for the Kansas City Chiefs, 5'6". He's a kick returner and a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs in his 60s. Oh, I thought you were talking about the awesome Nolan Smith, former Georgia defensive end, like the, who had his first sack on Sunday. <laughs> I thought we were like celebrating another great Eagles. <laughs> I didn't know there was a guy from the 60s. Yeah, Nolan Smith, Nolan Smith he's called a super uh, nat for the kick returner for the Kansas City Chiefs, 5-6. Tom, thank you for that. I, I, It was funny. I saw Nolan Smith, and I'm like, all right, I know two Nolan yeah. Smiths. I know the linebacker from Georgia, and I know the former player from Duke, and neither of yeah. them are short. Well, the, I... I um, First Googled the Duke player because I'm yeah. like and then I'm like, oh, he's talking about Nolan Smith is slightly undersized for an edge rusher, but he took down Tua. He looks good. Let's go to Brandon. He's in Topeka. Good morning, Brandon. How are you? Hey Maggie. Hey Pearl. How you guys doing today? Great, buddy. Good. Just wanted to say hello to all the weedos and the coffee drinkers. Hey, there we go. Uh I know we're coming up on the end of the show, but if I could go through here real quickly, I wanted to go back a little bit. Okay. Uh, so I know you guys were talking about is it appropriate to cheer for the team that beat you? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say I would say in most part yes, you do want to cheer for that team that did beat yours. In in the case of like the Astros, right? The Astros they're in our division, they're in our conference. That's not appropriate. I'm not going to cheer for the Rangers. I grew up in Houston, yeah. Right, but I went to Kansas State. Right, I'm in Kansas, so I love that you guys are mentioning Altuve, uh, Darren Sproles, super awesome. Yeah. Uh, when I grew up. Uh, honorable mention was Craig Biggio. Love Craig Biggio. Uh, but the one that I really called and I, and I spoke to EJ about, uh, he was a Heisman Trophy winner and also played in the NBA, Mr. Florida State, Charlie Ward. Man. Was awesome. Yeah, but he's not, not that short. Height. He's not that short. He's not that short. He's short for a quarterback, but he's not even that short. Remember, he was an NBA. He was okay. So he's listed at 6'2". That's he's on not the six internet. Two. I don't he's not think six, any of us who know Charlie Ward, he's not 6'2", Brandon. Excellent call. Great to hear from anytime, a, an all-time widow. Anytime you bring up Charlie Ward, he is the greatest. I'm a, such a huge fan. In this day and age, he would have gone to the NFL and been a 10-time All-Pro, but then they did not like short quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of a debate now. It's, yeah. It's a lot more acceptable, but... It's... Well, Caleb's short. He's I, he's listed at 6'1". I'm not sure he's a, an inch over six feet tall. Bryce Young just went number one. Yep. He's, what is he, 5'10 and a half at the combine? Something like that. Um, so, okay, you've got... Yeah, Charlie Ward is an interesting one. I had not gotten that. we got a couple other, like Yogi Berra... Wes Welker, David Eckstein, a uh, couple boxers, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather. Um, so keep them coming with the great debate series. Um, do we quickly have a moment here to do a little Aaron Rodgers or do we not? Because we're trying to fit this in before Mike Sando of The Athletic joins us till the end of the show. Can we hit a little Rodgers? Let's do it. What the f- is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Rodgers, yesterday on the Pat McAfee show doing his weekly appearance, this was as down as he's been about his Achilles rehab. He was talking about how tough of a week this has been and the gains he's seeing are just getting smaller. Yeah, it's been a a tough week of rehab. It's been uh, 
kind of smaller gains. I think when you get to a certain point, um, you're not maybe having the jumps that I did early on where you, you're out of a cat and you're out of the boot and then you're in a shoe and you're up in the percentage on the alter G. It's been, it's been more of a grind the last week or so. So Rogers has been like pretty positive on this thing and maintaining that the goal is come back this season, come back this season. Um, and this was the first time he's like, well, this was a tough week. Yeah. And the fact that we're monitoring this week to week, we noticed. <laughs> I think he pulled it back a little bit. This, And actually, last week he said, he did say something like, all right, calm down a little bit, everyone. It just feels farther away to me. It feels less likely, less more remote that he'll come back. And I keep coming back to the same thing. If the Jets are good enough to be in playoff position and need Aaron Rodgers, that means Zach Wilson has done enough to get you there. Yeah, I guess the only thing, though, is like, if Zach Wilson is good enough to get you there, how much better would Rodgers be? Even a hobbled Rodgers mm, would be I, better than Wilson. How much better, though? Because you have to move in this day and age, especially with that line. Zach Wilson can at least scramble once in a while, so maybe that evens it out a little bit. Now, I'm not saying Zach Wilson's anywhere near the quarterback, but that mobility gives him a little edge. Yeah, but he uses that mobility, gets out of the pocket, and throws a pick. I well, mean, yeah, <laughs> I did, but he had a couple. He, I think he had one big first down against the Eagles with his legs. Aaron Rodgers is not doing that now. Uh, well, that is definitely true. We go back to the phones, our great debate series. Tony is in Toronto's got a good one. Hey, Tony. Hey, um, Kirby Puckett, five feet six. I, I is he really? He's five no. six, Kirby Puckett? No, no, no. That can't He's be. He's listed as five eight, but maybe he oh, was five wow. six. Five six maybe is Jose Altuve. Do we think he was as small as Jose Altuve? I don't know. Tony, thank Still, you so that's much. remarkable to me that he's that short. He belongs on that list 100%. How much did he weigh? I remember what was when his he, playing weight, Kirby Puckett? His famous play, of course, he was jumping up on the fence in the World Series. I had no idea he was that short. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but Kirby Puckett, obviously, incredible. I mean, was he 178 pounds? Okay. Kirby, no way. Yeah, I was like, that seems low, too. No, that is not factually true. <laughs> that is according to baseball reference, says EJ. He doesn't look like 178 pounds. It looks a little bit bigger. But again, it's TV, the camera adds a couple pounds. It, you know, to really be in this, you need to stand a short player against a seven-footer. Like, the NBA pictures are un undefeated. Yeah, if you want to look at some of those, we have them, and we can keep the conversation going on our Twitter feed, which is at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. All I've right. got a dilemma for you. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, I was going to ask you, how do I get over this Phillies thing? But oh. your dilemma took my mind off of it, and I think you should share it. Okay, so this is an interesting one that came across the desk here. And the question is, so if you happen upon some tickets to a sporting event. You're given tickets. You're given tickets. Then you start doling them out. So say you get four tickets, so it's yourself and you get to invite three friends or three whoever. And then let's say one of those people decides they can't go. Does that person does reserve the right to give the ticket to someone else or do you have to give it back to the original person who had the ticket to give it out? No brainer. You have to give it back to the original person. Okay, here's the caveat. What if it's all the same friend group? Still. So it's like, all right, Billy can't go, but you can just give it to Sam, and now Sam can go. Like, hey, I hope you don't mind, Dale. I gave it to Sam. No, because then you're 
gaining the favor of gifting a present that was a gift to you in the first place, the per the original ticket holder deserves a right to do that. Okay. I generally agree with you, but I think if it's within the same friend group, I kind of get where the person's talking about. Like if, if, if all of us as a show, say the four of us who are in these two rooms, we're going to a game and all of a sudden, and, and you had the tickets pearl off. And I was like, well, I can't go now. I'm just going to give it to Bogish. Like you wouldn't care. Because we're all part of the same show, so it'd be obvious I'd give it to Bogus. No, no, no. no. First of all, I'm mad at Bogus, so that would be a problem right there. <laughs> no, I, I, I even that because then you're getting a little like, hey, you could bring back Bogus. Remember, I gave you those tickets, but you didn't really give him those tickets because they weren't your tickets to give. It's all. It's almost the same as scalping the tickets. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so that was one thing I wanted to make clear. The other one today, we had a lot of questions on the table. It, when your team loses, like Perloff's team lost last night to the Diamondbacks, do you hope that team goes on and wins the title? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd rather lose to the eventual champs. I think there's a little bit more honor in losing to the champs, right? It's like, well, we didn't win, but we lost to the eventual champs. What were we supposed to do? Honestly, you're going to think I'm just trying to make myself feel better. I gained a lot of respect for the Diamondbacks. I was like, I know they only won 84 games, but that's a really good baseball team. And uh, probably a little better than the Phillies. I'm not sure the better team lost in that series. And I can say that. So I think I'm trying to make myself feel better because <laughs> I need something bit. here. Well, I need something here to lift the spirits. Don't worry. You got Eagles commanders. I well, this weekend. people in Philly were already saying yesterday, well, we did get the Kevin Byard trade. <laughs> <laughs> you guys <laughs> will do anything to make yourself feel better. I was actually wondering tonight. So I've had this double dip of baseball and football to entertain me. We all have. Yeah. So it's a Wednesday night. And I'm, I was depressed. I'm like, oh, there's no football game tonight. I'm not going to be able to watch the Phillies anymore. But I found a solution. The Wemby bet begins tonight. <laughs> Victor Wembanyama's debut. It's at 9 o'clock, so it's not too late. I, I think this is one of the must-watch things in the NBA. And for us, it's it's got even more stakes. Because this is getting serious now, Maggie. Well, I mean, really serious. You're looking at a 27-hour car ride to San Antonio if he wins Rookie of the Year. I feel like we're on the edge of our seat with every game he's in. It's unbelievable. It gave us a reason to watch the Spurs He's got to get to 65 games to meet the threshold to win an award. I still maintain the preseason, there was a little bit of extra hype. We saw these highlights of every made shot. I'm like, oh, man, he must be shooting 80% from the field. No, he misses <laughs> shots, too. And it's going to be different in the regular season. No, he's already getting the Michael Jordan treatment where the highlights, it's only about the highlights. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Michael Jordan, if you ask anyone who didn't see, never missed oh, a shot in his that life. That was a pro LeBron comment. Get out of here. Michael Jordan never did miss a shot. <laughs> Yes, John is in Boise. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, guys. You have a thought so on thinking, if your you know, team loses, would you want them to go on? Uh, would you want that team that beat you to go on to win a title? Oh, of course. I'm like a diehard Packers fan, and, you know, I will never root for the AFC in a Super Bowl. It's NFC all the way, all the time. Even if it's an NFC North team. Like, if the Lions go this year, I am a diehard Lions fan in the Wait, Super Bowl. What? So. John, yeah, you're... I mean, I am NFC. I am conference loyal. What are you? What are you is this the SEC? <laughs> I've never heard of this in football that you'd be loyal to your division. Oh yeah, it's like if if the Lions beat the Packers, you know, and they go on and they go to the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Of course, I'm going to root for the Lions. They're out of my division, you know. Oh NFC wow, North all the way. John, that's amazing. You should start like doing merch or something, like you know, <laughs> NFC North. 
I almost threw up out back you here, did. by the way. I, there's no teams that I despise more than the ones in are in the division of the team I root for. I know them the best. You have the most history with them. Yep. yep. I'm an Eagles fan. I root against the Cowboys. Yeah, you're a Prescott fan, though. A yeah, different. no, the other thing, I had a very close friend who worked for the Cowboys, so I was kind of rooting for I'm also a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Be like, no, I'm just I'm just an AFC North fan. I, no, there is a lot. There is a logic there because I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks now that they beat the Phillies. It just sort of elevates your own team. But they, you'd never root for the Braves or the Mets. Uh yes, I would root against them a hundred percent. Exactly, like the at least <laughs> the Marlins. Like nobody would. That's so. That's random. I could get maybe rooting for the NFC because it's so general. Like. Better if your conference wins? No, I don't know. Uh, quickly, Jeremy's in South Carolina has got an answer for our great debate question, the greatest short athletes. Uh, but, you know, I like that it takes a lot of people to make the world go around. Uh, Jeremy, what's up? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, what about Earl Boykins from Eastern Michigan University? Love. Welcome to the Sweet 16. Jeremy, awesome. We, did, we, we mentioned Boykins, but I'm glad you brought up his college resume. Because you're right, that deserves to be in there. Um, and he was excellent. He was listed at 5'5", five, five, I believe. Yeah, he had a very, very long NBA career. I'm seeing about 15 years in the NBA. Average 8.9 points. He was a real player. He he had an impact. It wasn't just sort of uh, an aberration being 5'4". He helped that team a lot. I remember getting a chance to interview Earl Boykins in a locker room. I believe he was playing for the... Uh, Probably the Nuggets. I was going to say the Nuggets at the yeah. time. And... You know, him talking about his height, which I'm sure he got asked about in every city he went to, but uh, saying how it's just impossible for other teams to scout him. Like, there's just no way that in practice you're going to be able to, you know, game plan for me. So yeah. I'm just a, I'm a change of pace guy, and good luck. Yeah, you almost have to bring someone off the street because you don't have a practice player who's 5'4". Thank you to EJ Stewart. Thank you to Carlos Ortiz. Thank you to Andrew Bogish and Andrew Kaplan. Widows, coffee drinkers, callers, you guys are awesome today. Thank you so, so much. We will see you tomorrow. Peace. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.